The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn to create a growth agenda to get your business on the right track and keep it there. Rev up your growth engine with exceptional talent and develop the right kind of leadership to move it forward fast. Now, here is Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge, giving practical advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders on how to take their company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. I'm Marcia Zidle, your Smart Moves Coach, getting you on the right track, keeping you on the right track, and making sure you don't get sidetracked. Let's start with a Smart Moves question. A successful business needs both exceptional performers and a pipeline of talent as it grows and new opportunities emerge. So how do you staff up quickly without having to scramble hiring people? To answer this question are my guests today, Jim Stewart and Tom Englander of ES Interims. As entrepreneurs, they know when a business is in a growth spurt and you find yourself with too many demands on your time or your personal expertise, which is a bandwidth issue. So how do you find a temporary fix that lets the company grow to new heights without a long-term commitment? This is the perfect time to rely on an interim. Jim and Tom will discuss what interims are and how they can make a positive impact on your business. In other words, even excellent entrepreneurs need some help. Well, welcome Tom and Jim. It's a pleasure to have you on the program. And shall we start? Let's start with a Tom. Um, I think this is a term that many people are not familiar with. So um, what is an interim and what do interims do? An interim is really a contingent employee. Uh, the, the whole concept of interim started in the 1970s in Denmark, uh, where it was very expensive to terminate people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they began this idea of, of trying to fit people in uh, on an interim basis. The idea was solid and grew through Europe, uh, where currently it's a multi-billion dollar industry. Mm, okay. Uh, it's beginning to be much more accepted in the United States, uh, especially with our questionable uh, business climate that we're seeing today. Basically, an interim is a sensibly overqualified, result-oriented, experienced professional who can step in and immediately make a positive impact on the company. Interims work virtually in any area of the company. 
marketing, mm-hmm. sales, strategy, operations, manufacturing, supply chain, even finance. And interns work in a wide variety of, of companies, both for-profit and non-for-profit. Uh, we've had people working in manufacturing companies, services, oil and gas, medical, and even for government. So interims bring new and proven ideas into the organization. And I think the key thing about an interim is when the work is done, they leave. <laughs> and I think probably that is very attractive um, to business people because they don't have to then pay um, benefits and things like that. Is, is that true? Exactly. And, okay. that, and that's one of the real attractions of the interim uh, is that you're paying, a, in essence, a fixed fee uh, and you don't have any of those add-on costs. And we'll certainly talk about that later. Okay, well, that gives us sort of a, 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 an introduction to what an interim is and what they do. Uh, Jim, I'm going to ask you because, you know, in a way that sounds like a consultant. What is the difference between a consultant and an interim? Well, that's a good question, Marsha, and um, uh, we appreciate uh, your invitation to be on today, and thank you for having us. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest difference between a consultant and interim is that consultants typically assess the situation and advise management on what to do and mm-hmm. sometimes how to do it, but the interims actually do the work uh, that's scoped. Um, sometimes in large consulting firms, uh, a senior partner will sell the work, and typically the person doing the work has lesser experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our interims are experienced, proven professionals. Right. So I think what you're, what you're saying is that, and, and just to make it very clear to the listeners, is, that, is a consultant comes in, tells you what to do, maybe how to do it, and leaves. And, right. le- and, and then the, the, um, the staff uh, has to carry out um, that, those things that the consultant uh, suggested. But with an interim, not only do they assess, and they may make suggestions, but they stay, and they correct. actually carry it out. That's correct. And I'm just wondering, um, how, and maybe you'll, if you're going to get to this later, please tell me, but how, what's the relationship with an interim and a, you know, a, a staff person? Uh, is one boss over the other? How does that work? And if you're going to get to that later, let me know. Uh, we we will talk a little bit about that later. But Tom, if you want to if you want to say a few words about it now, the relationship between the interim and the rest of the organization, we mm-hmm. can certainly do that. A lot depends on how the interim is brought in, and how the entrepreneur uh, introduces the interim to the organization, mm-hmm. and what role they're actually playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are times when interims are brought in to actually lead various parts of the organization, okay. and okay. so in that case, they work exactly the same way that an employee would work uh, in terms of their relationships uh, with the people in that part of the organization, in their parallel relationships with people uh, in other parts of the organization, and then certainly uh, with management. 
I think one of the real keys is is that an interim works for the organization. Okay. And, okay. And many times, uh, drawing back to some something that Jim was saying, is that if you're bringing in a consultant, particularly from a large consulting firm, uh, then they have dual responsibilities. They have responsibility to the company as a client, but they also have responsibilities to the managing partner for that right. particular project. So right. there's, a, there's a difference there as well in terms of who they work for. The interim works for the company. And I think you really clarified that, and probably you'll, you'll get into that a bit later. But, Tom, um, you know, another question that comes to my mind is why not just hire somebody? Why do you have to be specific, you know, with an interim? So tell me, what's the advantage of hiring an interim? Actually, I'm going to let Jim handle that one. Well, okay. what we find is that the company has reached an inflection point of some kind. And that inflection mm-hmm. point can be around growth. It could mm-hmm. be around the loss of a key person. Mm-hmm. It could be around a bandwidth issue, which you mentioned earlier. They have more work than they have people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It could be an expertise inflection point. They've pivoted slightly in their business model and they need a different expertise that they don't have on, on staff. Typically, hiring is a long-term commitment and the decision process to hire the right person can be prolonged. And at some points, you may offer the job to a full-time employee or offer a position, and that mm-hmm. person may not accept, and then you have to fall back to your second position. Okay. Uh, there are also financial and emotional consequences for making a bad hire. Um, <laughs> bringing someone on board and moving their family and uprooting their family uh, has a tremendous amount of consequences if the hire doesn't work out. Right. And finally, uh, the bringing of an interim into the organization is, is a quicker process. Mm-hmm. And then having them leave when the project is over, uh, there are no consequences for that. You can transition out, have the work exchange hands, have a handoff of some kind, and then still talk to the interim after they've left the organization if there are handoff questions or right. if there are legacy uh, pieces that need to be completed. Well, you know, you've, you've given some real advantages of hiring uh, an interim versus a consultant versus somebody else. But, um, you know, there's always the money issue. So, <laughs> so how do you save using an interim? Tom's our money man. I'm going to let him talk about that. Okay, Tom. <laughs> Well, I think there are a couple of real keys in terms of how you can save. Um, First of all, you're typically bringing in an interim for a specific project, Mm -hmm. and then that interim leaves when the project is over. Mm -hmm. So there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. Mm -hmm. And when you bring in a new employee, typically you're bringing them in, and it may be uh, for a need similar to uh, beginning a project, but then you've got a longer-term commitment uh, with that as an employee and where do you use them after the project is over and so forth. And if you opt not to use them, uh, then there are costs associated with their leaving. Right. A second right. area is that interims can be used on a fractional basis. Mm. That is to say that they don't have to be working on your project full-time, every day, 
five days a week, 30 days a month. Uh, you might be using them uh, for a couple days a week or half days or whatever it is that makes sense for that particular project. A third area where you're saving money is that there are no payroll taxes or benefits costs associated with an interim. So you're paying a flat fee for the work that is actually being performed. I think a bonus that interims provide that many times new hires don't, particularly for smaller organizations, is that an interim typically brings more expertise than an equivalent cost full-time hire. Uh, So any of the learning curves are reduced. Uh, You've got more experience to draw on, and they can be productive much more quickly. Well, you know, you've given... Let me me add one more thing, Marcia, if I might. Okay, just quickly, because, yes. Overall, the cost for an interim is about the same as the cost for a full-time employee together with taxes and benefits, but you have all these other you have all these other pluses that are associated with an interim uh, as opposed to a full-time employee. Well, that was a good summation, and you did it real quickly because we are going to be going for a break now. Um, and this is Marcia Zidal, your Smart Moves coach. You're listening to The Business Edge, taking the growing pains out of growth on Voice America's business channel. And when we come back, Tom and Jim are going to be talking about why entrepreneurs are good in, uh, a good uh, interim use and why and how do you prospect for them and all the other things that you need to know. So stay tuned. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for the keywords World Talk Radio. Once you're a part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the World Talk Radio network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for World Talk Radio. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. 
Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidle. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back, listeners. This is Marsha Zidel, your Smart Moves Coach, and it's the Business Edge. My guests today are Tom Englander and Jim Stewart, giving us insights on how interims can make a positive impact on your business. And so I'm going to start with Jim this time and ask you, because uh, a lot of people who are listeners uh, are entrepreneurs, so should entrepreneurs consider using interims? What are the advantages? Well, that's, that's an excellent question, and the answer is they should consider using interims. And in my experience, entrepreneurs need three things. Mm-hmm. They all need money, they <laughs> yes. all, which, which translates to capital. Mm-hmm. They all need management, which mm-hmm. translates to expertise. Mm-hmm. And they all need time. They never seem to have enough time right. as an entrepreneur for all the things we're doing. So the entrepreneur can... Um, uh, himself by bringing an interim in to help make the company more stakeholder ready. Mm. And by stakeholder ready, what we mean is improving position among vendors, suppliers, customers, employees, and, and even investors if the company is looking to raise capital. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can help by converting assets and by providing new perspectives. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they have access to capital providers that uh, they have known relationships with and that they've worked with before. And probably the, one of the biggest things, though, is the ability to free up the time of the entrepreneur. Most entrepreneurs have something that they are really skilled at. Mm-hmm. And that's yes. what they should be doing instead mm-hmm. of all the other things they try to do. And the interim frees up their time, the entrepreneur's time, to do what they do best. And so that's really the strength of the interim plus a, a byproduct um, is based on the experience and expertise they have. They may lend credibility to the entrepreneur's business mm-hmm. because of where they've been and what they've done. Right. And, um, you know, what comes to my mind is having worked with entrepreneurs, uh, they are very hands-on. This is their baby. Um, right. And I, I understandably... At the same time, they have to start letting go and focus not on the day-to-day operations or the little things, but the big things, the big picture. And I think this is one way to start for the interim to start letting go. Um, have you found that to be the case? It is, and um, there's, a, there's a, a certain degree of trust before you let someone hold sure. your baby to carry your analogy <laughs> about babies further along. 
Um, you want to be sure that person is going to take care of your baby, and you want to be sure that the care and feeding of your baby is going to be equal to what you were doing. And one of the nice things about an interim is when you go through the selection process, you can actually select an interim who you believe is going to take care of your baby in the same fashion as you would. Right. That allows you to, to sort of, uh, I know it's hard to let go. I mean, I just, <laughs> being an entrepreneur myself, I know how hard it is to, to hand over your baby. But, but at some point, the, the realization comes that you can be so much more and so much better if you do what you're best at and let the interim handle the things that you're not best at or not good at. Right. And um, moving along, uh, Tom, um, I think you got into this a little before, you know, during the first segment, but it's a really important issue is who does the interim work for? Um, and okay. can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. The interim, number one, does not work for us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our, our role in, in the entire process is helping the executive or entrepreneur figure out uh, what needs to be done, what are the characteristics of somebody who can do that work, and then going out to find the person who's best qualified to fill that role in the organization. Uh Once that person is found and that selection is made by the entrepreneur, then that person works for the entrepreneur Mm -hmm in the capacity in which the entrepreneur wants that person to work. So if it's a small company, uh, they're probably running a piece of the business. If it's a larger organization, uh, you know, they may be uh, supplying uh, expertise. Uh, For example, we've had some uh, interim financial, chief financial officers, and clearly they're running the finance uh, portion of, of the entire organization. And in other organizations, we've had uh, people who come in and all they're doing is working with the entrepreneur uh, kind of as, as a one-on-one advisor, uh, helping the entrepreneur determine, okay, so where do we want to take the business next? Right. So to reemphasize it, it really is they are working for the employer, for the entrepreneur, uh, directly as if they were a, a full-time employee, but obviously the uh, financial arrangements and the uh, long-term commitments are, are, are different. Right. And so just to uh, ask another question around that is, um, and, you know, from what I understand, you talk to, uh, the, let's say, the, uh, uh, the company owner, the entrepreneur, you find out what they what they need, you go out and you find the right person and they select that person and they're working, that person is working for a period of time. It could be three months, six months, you know, whatever. Are you still in contact? I guess my question is, are you still in contact with the interim as well as the company owner during during this period? The, the answer is yes, we are and we're in touch on both sides. One is we're in touch with the entrepreneur, making sure that the person is doing uh, the work in the way the entrepreneur uh, wants that person to work. And in the rare case that that doesn't work out, then we step in and provide uh, you know somebody else uh, to do the work. So uh, it the is. The other side. The other side yes. is is that mm-hmm. we also 
work with, you know, are in contact with the uh, interim mm-hmm. and make sure that the entrepreneur uh, is doing his role in the process as well as making sure that the, you know, if the interim has some questions uh, that if they can't go directly to the entrepreneur, we could act as, a, as an in-between agent. Right. So it isn't that you just put them together and you say, good luck and leave. You're there to manage that whole process while the interim is working with within that organization. And I think that's great. Um, Jim, you know, we've talked about uh, it sounds like a fabulous uh, uh, deal. And I can see where it's a win-win for both the... Uh, business owner, entrepreneur, and the interim, but uh, what can go wrong? I mean, things aren't, it's like a marriage, and sometimes that marriage works, and sometimes that doesn't. So what are some of the things that can go wrong? Well, just to follow up on Tom's comment there, um, oftentimes the interim comes to us with issues and challenges inside the organization, and we use the expertise of all Mm -hmm. of uh, the members of our company to help solve those problems which is a little bit of a bonus for the entrepreneur because they're getting really that brain power that they're mm-hmm. not paying for. Um, and I wish I could tell you nothing goes wrong, but it's just <laughs> not true. It's like any other any other engine. It works great until you turn it on, and then there's the potential for things to happen. Right. And in this case, what we've seen happen is uh, uh, the misdiagnosis of the real issue. Uh, so, yes. So we start out on a premise that's incorrect, and we build on that premise to make it more incorrect until <laughs> until it's totally wrong. And that's, that's a problem. So we really have to be careful and understand on the front end what the yes. issue is and then mm-hmm. define the scope of work around that. The other problem is something you alluded to earlier, and it's the baby analogy, and that is the reluctance of the owner to, or founder or president or CEO to cede control to the interim. To, mm-hmm. to delegate that portion or that project and let that interim go do what he's or she has committed to do and, and is uh, defined in the scope of work that's going to be done. And then one of the final things we've seen happen is that sometimes other personnel in the organization, other employees, are intimidated by the level mm-hmm. of expertise that's brought in by the interim. Yes. And yes. so one of the things we check for is cultural fit, chemistry, we try to have people on the interim side understand this going in and that they need to be able to model their behavior to fit into the organization that they're, that they're going into to work with and for. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the cultural fit because that's true whether you're a part-time employee, yeah. an interim, or full-time. Correct. And you can have the greatest skills, but if you don't fit the culture, it's not going to work. And Have you seen that? Uh, is there any examples of that or other examples where things didn't work? Uh, Tom has great examples. I'll let him answer that. <laughs> uh, we had an interesting situation uh, occur actually early as I joined the uh, organization. Uh, we had a project in Arizona where the CEO was needing a chief operating officer. Mm-hmm. And uh, we found somebody who, it happened to be a religiously based organization, and we found somebody who came from religiously based organizations. And these two people hit it off 
like you couldn't believe. Mm-hmm. It was it was as if they were long lost brothers, and um, as they started moving forward into the business relationship, um, it became apparent after a short while that the CEO who had made the organization and and made it as successful as it had been was unwilling to let go of aspects to the uh, COO interim and uh, unwilling to accept any changes that the interim was trying to introduce. Um, And it just ended up being a, a total mess, even though the personal relationship uh, was as strong as strong as ever, but from a business uh, perspective, neither one of them found this to be a satisfying situation, and ultimately uh, that uh, organi- that assignment ended. Well, you know, this is a good time to take a break, and maybe when we come back, you can tell a little more about that. Because you know, we, you know, uh, thinking about what, why didn't it work out? So. Um, it's, it's time for a break, and this is Marcia Zottle, your Smart Moves coach. You're listening to The Business Edge, taking the growing pains out of growth on Voice America's business channel. Stay tuned. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zeidel, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. 
Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back, listeners. This is Marcia Seidel, your Smart Moves Coach. And my guests today are Tom Englander and Jim Stewart. And they're talking about interims. And their topic is, I love this, even excellent entrepreneurs need some help. And the interim is a way to give them some help. So, um, you know, I don't Tom or Jim, uh, why don't you start by giving some examples of your assignments? Because I think that's where the really people can really engage and understand what you're what you're doing. Sure, um, our clients always contact us on a Thursday afternoon, uh, looking for a redheaded, left-handed MBA with a CPA <laughs> who speaks Russian from the roller coaster industry, and they want to know if he can start on Monday. So our challenge is, is speed to market with finding that uh, red-headed, left-handed, et cetera. Um, one, of our, one of our recent clients over the last few years, not as not recent like this year, but over the past years, is, was in the agribusiness, and it was a large hedge fund uh, in, a, in a large northeastern city whose initials are NYC, who had invested a lot of money in a pig farm. I'm not sure why this happened, but it did. Uh, the pig farming was not going particularly well, and they contacted us looking for, uh, and they used these words with me. They said, we want a pig farmer. We want someone who has farmed and raised pigs to help with this problem. We found a, a person with a Ph.D. in meat science from Purdue who had been a pig farmer. Uh, he went in and uh, uh, surprised uh, the, the people in New York City who uh, when he asked them if they knew the mortality rate for piglets, and no one seemed to know that in New York. So uh, it was an interesting part of the uh, the process of correcting the problem and getting the pig farm back on track. Um, we've done work uh, in China uh, where we were asked to find some accounting people who had been educated in the U.S. and had worked for one of the big four accounting firms, but who were fluent both written and spoken Mandarin, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and who were willing to sign on for a two-year contract in China. And then the final example is uh, we found a communications country manager for a communications company in Angola um, who needed someone to come in and work with their military, which was around two-way radios and communications uh, around the military, but the person needed to speak Portuguese. And we found someone, this is the interesting part for, for local people, uh, we found someone uh, in uh, Rio who was willing to take the job, uh, but who had lived uh, in Dallas uh, in, in a previous uh, position. So uh, he's still, this was probably four or five years ago, Tom may remember, but he's still the country manager in Angola. He's one of the situations where he converted to a full-time employee from an interim. Well, you know, was, you go ahead, Tom. I was going to say that was actually a, a very interesting uh, assignment because at that point in time, uh, telecommunications industry was going through a huge amount of turmoil here in the Dallas area. And when Jim walked in and said, well, I've got an assignment for us and described what the assignment was, uh, I said, well, that should be no problem in finding uh, a qualified telecommunications person. And then he said, oh, by the way, the person needs to work in Angola. 
and I can't repeat what I said, uh, but needless to say, it was a surprise and shock, although it turned out that within a week, we actually had a list of 20 qualified candidates, and then as we were talking further with the company, they said, oh, by the way, we forgot to mention that they need to be fluent in, in Portuguese, and the process then went from 20 to 4, uh, two of whom were very qualified uh, to fill the position, and one of whom we thought was uh, a better uh, fit in the culture, as we talked about earlier, and that is, in fact, the person that the company uh, selected, and as Jim said, he's actually been brought on as a full-time employee. So well, you know- that brings up... That brings up one other element to the sure. notion of interim, and mm-hmm. that is that you can sometimes bring in the person on an interim basis, and if they work out really, really well, both from producing results, fitting the culture, and being able to make contributions to the company, then they can be added on as full-time employees. Well, you know, as you were telling me these, these assignments, the thought that came to my mind was, a lot of times there are, there are recruiters, and recruiters have a specialty, you know, healthcare products or financial. And so they have their Rolodex, or now they're LinkedIn, and they know exactly where to go. Your requests are so diverse. How it, it amazes me how you find these people. Can you quickly tell, or is that a trade secret? <laughs> how you find these diverse I mean, from a pig farmer to someone who speaks Portuguese who knows Mandarin English, you know, re- reads and writes Mandarin Chinese. How do you find that's, them? That's that's one of the things that attracted me uh, when when Jim invited me to uh, join the organization is the breadth and depth of his network. Mm. Uh, in, addition to th- in addition to the folks that Jim knows personally, he also has a network of about 7,000 people uh, where he started years ago uh, providing job leads for folks on a, uh, a free basis, if you will. Uh, and so he has a large following from that. In addition, we have a database of about 4,000 people uh, who have said, we are interested in doing interim work. And so in addition to their resumes, we ask them a whole series of qualifying questions related to their background, experience, and so forth. So we've got 10,000 people to choose from to begin with. And then we can do the traditional kinds of recruiter things if we need to do that. Well, you know, let's get down to your, the, you know, the most, one of the most important questions for our listeners, which is, what are the keys to successively using interims? What, what makes it successful? So who would like to take that question? Jim, let me try that one. Uh, I think the first key to success is having a good grasp of what you need or want to have done. Not really a a job description, but a work description. What are the results that you're trying to achieve? Mm -hmm. Secondly, and we've talked about this earlier in the hour, is that the person doing the hiring, whether it's an entrepreneur or an executive, needs to place some trust in the interim's judgment. 
Now, obviously, the interim needs to earn that, but once earned, then the uh, uh, entrepreneur needs to to start relying on that and stepping out of the situation, as you talked about earlier, Marcia. Uh, Third is building a a process for accountability. So Mm -hmm. there needs to be follow-up, there needs to be reporting, there needs to be feedback, just like you do with any other employee. and then I, I guess the other thing is is that for an interim, even more than an employee new hire, is that that interim needs to establish his or her credibility early on in the project uh, so that the other people in the organization realize what it is they're bringing to the organization and can work with that person as opposed to working against that person. Right. So... Um you know, we have a little more time, probably about three minutes or so. Uh, what else would you like to add to this? Would you like to talk a little more about the keys or, or probably give uh, some other uh, examples of assignments? Sure. sure. I want to add uh, one thing that uh, we talked about, that Tom talked about, which is this relationship database of, of people that we're connected to. Um, each of those people is in turn connected to, let's just say, 10 or 12 people who are in turn connected to 10 or 12 more people. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon, our ability to leverage our networks, and, and there are five of us in the firm, which we'll talk about later, but all mm-hmm. five of us have these kind of extensive networks. And the ability to leverage those networks, it really is six degrees of separation. It's amazing who mm-hmm. you can reach and who you can talk to and who you can ask questions and who's really willing to help? Because there's someone for the job, and there's an empty chair, let's say. Uh-huh. And so the idea of being able to put someone who's looking for work into a position to do the work is really a nice, a nice thing. And um, that leads me to uh, another story uh, about okay. a, an interim uh, use. And this is this is interesting to me because I didn't know about it, but we were approached by a private equity group that owned a, uh, uh, a roller coaster manufacturing company. And they were looking for a CEO uh, for this roller coaster manufacturing company. And as I began to search, I found out that really there weren't any roller coaster manufacturing companies in the U.S. anymore. They were all in Europe. Mm-hmm. And so, and particularly in Eastern Europe. So we began to search for this uh, roller coaster person and found someone who early in his career had been in the roller coaster industry and then had gone off to industrial manufacturing, but was um, at this, we talk a little bit about the second half of your career life or maybe the third part or fourth part of your career life, mm-hmm. you go, through, go through your career, he was in the, in the second half or in the third part of his career life, and he really was interested in, in the fact that he could go back into the roller coaster business, which he <laughs> knew and loved, and so we were able to uh, be matchmakers in that situation and, and have a, a couple of happy people. Now, all the situations we work on are not happy. Uh, right. Some situations we're consolidating manufacturing. Uh, we've done it in the U.S. We've done it in England. And one of the interesting consolidations was uh, a company that had manufacturing uh, that had migrated from the U.S. to Mexico. You know what, have- Jim? 
Uh, Jim, I hate to interrupt, but we are going to be taking a break. And I want to give, when you come back, I want to give you enough time to tell the uh, people, the listeners, how to contact you and a little more about your business. So uh, it's time for a short break. This is Marcia Zottel, your Smart Moves coach. You're listening to The Business Edge, taking the growing pains out of growth on Voice America Business Channel. Stay tuned. Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back, listeners. This is Marsha Zidal, your Smart Moves Coach. And my guests today are Tom Englander and Jim Stewart, giving us wonderful insights on how interims can make a positive impact on your business. So, Jim, um, tell the listeners maybe a little more about, uh, yes, interims and how to contact you. Sure, happy to do so. Um, The company was founded in 2005, and we are a premier provider of interim management talent. That's what we do. We're not recruiters. Mm -hmm. We're not a search firm. Um, There are five people in the firm. So our clients receive very individualized attention. Our focus is on the U.S. Uh, however, as I've mentioned in some of the, some of the examples, uh, we've completed assignments in Canada, Mexico, Africa, Asia, and South America. Uh, we work in a variety of for-profit and non-profit industries. Uh, some examples of that are aerospace, oil and gas, medical, government, 
agribusiness. Uh, we've even done work with animal shelters, which were nonprofit animal shelters. Um, and the, so the title of assignments range from project manager to CEO to executive director uh, in case of the animal shelter that we uh, provided executive director for. And the common theme is what we talked about earlier, and that is that there's an inflection point, and they need someone now, as in the, the red-headed, left-handed story. Um, and, and to some degree, you can try before you buy. So um, some of our interims do get offered full-time positions. It's totally up to them whether they accept that position or not. Uh, so the try before you buy is an option. And then, as we've discussed, we have a proprietary database of potential interims in our network who are very experienced and who are doing this as a career. And then the contact information for us, probably the best thing to do is go to our website. It's esinterims.com. That's E is in Edward, S is in Sam, and the word interims, I-N-T-E-R-I-M-S.com. Well, thank you so very much, Jim and Tom. It's been a pleasure having you, and um, I've learned so much, and I loved your story. So thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. Thank, thanks for inviting us, Marsha. We, we, it was our pleasure to be on with you. It's time for Marsha's Musings, a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth. Do you know where you're headed? A recent poll by Smart Briefs asked this question. How clear are your business plans for the coming year? Here are the results. 32% said very. Our priorities and directions are set and we're raring to go. 39% said somewhat. We generally know where we're headed. 22% said not very. Our priorities and directions aren't well defined. And 7% said not at all. We have no idea where we're headed. Listeners, how would you answer that question? Are your priorities and direction clearly set? Or you have a general idea where you're headed? Or you haven't refined your business plan or strategy but hope to? Or forget it. Who needs a plan? Well, if you want to get more effective in your business and more profitable, here are five tips to create a simple business plan. First, do it. So many business leaders let planning slide. They say they're too busy. I'm not talking about a 50-page plan, but rather a one-sheet that states yearly goals, objectives, and strategies, which then act as your roadmap for the coming year. Two, have a crystal clear vision and mission. That's because if you don't know where you're going, you'll probably end up someplace where you didn't want to be. Also, let people know why your mission and vision is important. What you're trying to accomplish. That's how you get employees engaged and committed to the plan. Three, keep it simple. Be precise and concise. I tell people in our planning workshops that if you can't write it on one page, you can't get it done in a year anyway. Number four, don't create your plan in a vacuum. 
Get input from your management team and the people who are tasked with the responsibility of implementing the plan. Even if you're the CEO or president, you must rely on others to make the plan happen. 5. Review your plan with others. My clients in a peer advisory group present their plans to each other and get feedback. This focuses them to make their case by reviewing the facts and assumptions behind their plan. So here's your smart moves tip. According to Jim Horan, the author of the One Page Business Plan, says, Most people write plans because they either want or need to achieve different or better results. Plans are blueprints. They describe what is going to be built, how it will be done, and by whom, and the results that are needed. So, listeners, do you know where you and your business is headed? Do you have a blueprint or roadmap that tells you how you will get there? Contact me to get the eight key questions you need to ask about the one-page plan. Send an email to Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com with the words one-page plan in the subject line or call me at 972-380-9181. You're listening to Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach. Making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Listeners, the topic of next week's program is Get Up to Speed Fast, Sink or Swim, featuring Julie Fallon, President and CEO of Healthcare Financial Services, HCFS, which specializes in revenue cycling solutions for hospitals and health systems. Julie's husband, Rick, was CEO of HCFS and died a year ago after a long fight. Julie was thrust into the executive seat to continue the company's mission of adding value to hospitals and focusing on patients. Her story is the remarkable journey in learning the business side of HCFS, as well as using her strengths to bring the company's employees into closer alignment. She models the new executive skills of bridging the hard business process with the people aspects. Listen to her story and how she's dealing with the present challenges next week, February 12th, 11 a.m. Pacific. Here's a smart move tip for the coming week. Don't say yes when you know it's not going to happen. You'll end up uh, with a disappointed customer, maybe even a lost one. Rather say, no, we are not able to do that, but we can provide you with this or that for you. You turn That way, you've turned a negative situation into a positive one. Bottom line, you may not have a completely satisfied customer, but one that is more likely to return. I'll end with my favorite quote. There are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make it happen, those who let it happen, and those who asked, what happened? Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen. Call me now for a free consult, 972-380-9181, or email Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Thank you for listening. Tune in every week, 11 Pacific, for the Business Edge with Marcia Zeidel, your Smart Moves executive coach and speaker, helping entrepreneurs and business leaders take their company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. 
In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. Innovate, improve, ignite, or die. Make smart moves. Thank you. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. Please join us again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And enjoy taking your business to the next level. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 